Alright guys, this is the Studio 16 podcast and this is like, I guess our pilot episode. Um, and my name is James. My name's Aaron. And yeah, we're just gonna be chatting. I mean, we I know we send in questions uh, on our Instagram for our question and answer so you guys can respond. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, I just, I came up here uh, recently to just hang out and also uh, shoot with Aaron. I got to meet some of his friends as well that um, I only knew on Discord. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can we can hop straight into questions. Oh, I, we can do a bio. We can yeah, do like a let's do. Let's introduce ourselves. Okay, you can go first. Okay. Yeah. Um. So uh, I I guess just talk about like my photo experience and kind of like get into video. But um, my name's Aaron. I've been shooting since. Shooting mainly photography, it started off as a, as like a hobby and it, as when I first started, like, um, I think that was like around junior to senior year of high school and now I'm like becoming a a fourth year in college. So it's been quite a a while. Um, I think realistically, like it hasn't been too long since I started doing this, like, like very seriously and that like it wasn't until like last year where I really started developing developing a passion for both like film and uh, video and just photography in general. Um, a lot of the work I do is mainly just like I would say like street, um, a lot of street, a lot of landscape, and like recently because I've been shooting on film, like a lot of like still life photography. So that's something I've been getting into. Yeah, that's sweet. How was how was that like? You know, like where did that stem from like you starting to want to get into like or at least start pushing and doing more than you were before um so when I first started it was mainly I wanted to do it because like oh like I'm going to all these places like the first time I actually used um the Nikon which was the first camera I used was back on a band trip that I did to I had a Nikon too (laughs) I had a uh Nikon 5300 with like I think there was like a kit lens like what was it like 18 to 35 or 18 to 55 and then like a 70 to 200 it was like i still have that mess right there (laughs) there it is yeah i mean yeah so i was i was using that in um when i went to new york with um for a band trip and i thought that was like oh like this kind of pretty this is pretty fun to do it's a way to like capture memories and stuff but i think it wasn't like i was doing it like that but it wasn't until like around like kind of last year I, I was thinking more of like oh this is way more than just like I want to just capture memories like this is a way of me expressing my like how I feel or like my emotions because um I guess for people who don't really know me I'm not I'm not crazy about I, I'm not very vocal about how I feel a lot of the yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. so like this is kind of like my way to share my thoughts and my feelings mm-hmm. yeah yeah true no that's that's same for me too and we can I mean I'll jump into that too as well is there anything else you want to talk about? Like no, just experiencing? Yeah, you could go. Um, so yeah, I think um, a lot of my my passion came from at like a really early age where yeah. it was just like um, my dad would make like home videos and he would like hand us the camera sometimes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so we would like, um, I remember there's this one like one video that our family has called like breakfast at McDonald's and like we like took the camera out and we like went to go get breakfast at McDonald's, like hence the name. But like, it was just cool. Like watching him edit it 
and like it all come together and it's like it perfectly captured like that that day mm-hmm. and like i was able to just like sit back and like i remember we watched it like so many times like i remember i kept telling my dad like can we watch it again can we watch it again because i don't know there was just something about it that just like it was just felt so different than like just anything else like a hobby yeah like this hobby like felt like i was able to like i don't know solidify memories almost like and like create something that i could remember for Mm -hmm. you know years later um but like i would make like nerf videos like i'd have like my ipod (laughs) and i'd put like my nerf gun right (laughs) and so you can see my gun in there and i'd like shoot my brother and stuff um and uh we could probably have jason on the podcast next time oh yeah yeah for sure um but it was like that and then like later on like in like early high school i'd make like these like i remember i one of my favorite channels on youtube was rocket jump and i know a lot of people like like them for their like vfx and stuff yeah um and so like i would try and copy their stuff and like do like action vfx and stuff and i'd like okay put gun effects to or like gun effects on like my airsoft guns or like my little nerf guns and stuff so um there was that but i don't know like that was all just me like playing around yeah and i think like moving into like more like college and adult like i started to see how important video and photo was like just to like show people anything Mm -hmm. like just to convey information and like it was just crazy because like i remember like thinking like oh i want to do like this influencer stuff like in like early college and i was like i want to do like you know brand this and shoot it this way and i have to get it perfect we have to go to this spot but i remember at some point i was just like uh like it just is how it is like if i created a certain way i just or i feel i i think i was less about what other people were showing me Uh and i just took it from my own feelings at some point you know and i'm sure you're the same way like you start at a place of like this is making me feel something and Mm -hmm. then you move from there and then you create something around that feeling and it comes out much better i feel like you know versus like you see something on instagram and then you like copy it yeah like sometimes it, it can come out good um but like i don't that's that's how i've been um with my like photo stuff and mm-hmm. things like that but yeah. you know i also do like um commercial videography too um i've been doing that for like a couple years now like straight out of high school i was doing that at um shout out advine um <laughs> underscore ca um that's that's where i'm still currently working um i just um they hire me for shoots uh here and then um but yeah so i've been doing that um and it's not where i want to be and they know that but it's where um i'm able to continue to work and like hone video skills yeah you know like well i'm not you know well, i'm not uh doing narrative filmmaking creative shoots and things like that yeah. so um yeah that's that's kind of like where i've been at lately but um we can uh we can hop into some questions because i know you guys asked a couple questions here yeah we could do a couple um that's interesting that you've like like photo and like or a lot of video work has been like something you've been doing since like you were young since you mentioned like you're since your parents were like always Mm -hmm. recording you guys yeah like it was like those home videos yeah and it was just like video 
video specifically was never something that like I wanted to do like commercially. It was always like I want to just make fun videos. Yeah. And like I also want to tell stories. And it always stemmed from that passion of that versus like oh seeing the how lucrative video is. Yeah. Because I know people do that. Like they'll see like oh shoot I can make a lot of money doing video like yeah that's true weddings or which isn't bad. Um, it's just the place of like us being like artists mm-hmm. versus like business owners. You know. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's difference like in like philosophy that we would have versus like being a business owner who does like video as like a business. Versus, like, people who just solely do it for, like, art, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you've thought about that as well. Because you've, you've been doing recently some video. Yeah. And it's different. You approach <laughs> it way differently. Yeah. I mean, so, the video that I mainly started doing, this is a, are, are you talking about, like, filming for yeah. athletics? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, at my school, uh, UC Davis, go Aggies. Um I was hired to do filming for the athletic department and it's I'm I could kind of choose uh, pick and choose like which athletic sports I want to film but yeah they like give me a, a a video camera like a JVC or Sony or that's like tailored to shooting specifically sports so you're able to like clip clip um clip like uh clips I guess and you could cut them really easily and like the zoom function's insane for it because the oh, point of yeah, it is yeah, to like yeah. yeah you have to like capture like basically like anything that's going on mm-hmm. so like i was doing football um i was shooting some football for that and like yeah so like that's like a completely different direction from what you did but it's something that um i was willing to try because i've never done anything like that in general so it was like a new kind of like thing that could like force me to get more into video because i you like it was it like it's, um, like, I feel like I did so shortly, because since oh, the season is yeah, getting pushed true. back, I, like, I'm not able to keep filming for them right now, unless another sport is starting up soon. True. Um, but it was definitely, like, an interesting experience. I think, like, like, we didn't get to do any games yet, but I know, like, they said the whole experience of, like, shooting it, a game is, like, way different, because, like, the energy of, yeah. like, the crowd or, like, the players yeah. is so, like it's so up there and mm-hmm. like you're just there like witnessing it as it's happening while trying to capture it yeah, yeah. and you're doing this all for the team of course yeah but That's yeah it's, cool. it gives you like a unique perspective on it yeah yeah i mean i think or it was okay so it was late high school i think my senior year we i worked with a local um uh what's it called so it's a community, so it's CMAC, it's called CMAC, and it's called Community Media Access Collaborative. And what was cool about it is there was a program where they do broadcast for like soccer, um, like the, what's it called? Or no, did we do soccer first? No, we did basketball first. And we did um, the Fresno City basketball games, and yeah. we would like record those. And so it's kind of interesting to try the broadcast side where you have to like listen to like a director. Oh, yeah. And like he's like, all right, get this, get this. And like we're up in different locations on the court or like up high yeah. to get the angles and stuff. And so it was fun being able to like you have to be like very like quick with it and stuff, Yeah. Um, which was fun. And it was like I actually really enjoyed it. Um, 
And what's cool about live broadcast is generally like you're done at that point. Yeah. Like there's no editing. Yeah, that's like, true. So, like I enjoy editing to some degree, but like I love being in front of the camera or mm-hmm. I love being behind the camera, like shooting. Yeah. So editing's like it depends. It has to be a, a passion project of mine. Yeah. I think to actually enjoy <laughs> it, but like, cause you know, sometimes I'll be, you know, editing like just some random like video that someone needs me to make and mm-hmm. it's just like, it's kind of tedious and I don't really, you know, it's sometimes there can be problems that yeah. aren't communicated. And so, you know, there is that, but, yeah. um, it, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's really fast paced. Like, yeah. Like how you said, oh, there's different, um, kind of like camera operators yeah. all over the area. Like, um, usually I shoot sideline when I was doing it, mm-hmm. but there'd be someone on end zone, oh, and, like someone okay. on the opposite end zone and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, so, like, when we're getting told to, like, oh, you, you have to film, like, the linebackers or something. Like, I'm filming it from the sidelines. Someone's filming it from the end zone. And if our clips, like, don't match, because they could tell, like, oh, like, you shot, like, 11 clips. But then the other person shot, like, 12 clips. So, like, why are you missing a clip? Like, that's oh. huge. Like, oh. even though we were just doing practices, like, that in, like, an actual game is, like, missing a clip like that is so, like, that'd be so, like, kind of, like, detrimental for because like the of course the the coaches want to see like different perspectives on how like plays were made yeah so like just missing that is so like it's yeah it's it'd be really bad if if that happened in an actual game and that's something i was like uh-huh. i was trying to always stay ahead of yeah and that like you could always you could always cut content but you can't like you can't just like recreate it yeah, yeah. no yeah because at that point it's like because it's live like yeah. you can't just say like oh wait go back yeah <laughs> like obviously but it's just, like that's kind of bad um yeah no that's no that's that's so real and i think that that's something that i want to do again sometime Mm -hmm. which you know i'm sure i could at some point but i'm my main focus being like narrative and like just create a project just like photography but mixed in with video it's like um i like that blend of like um i mean it's more like i just like telling a story and having it be a story that I've, you know, thought up and then I can go yeah. from there. Um, but I mean, it's hard to get paid for that stuff. So yeah. that's why we do these other things <laughs> on the side. So we do broadcasts, we do like commercial, this and that. So, um, and I'm sure we'll have a conversation later too about like the value that like, I feel like people hold to like creative work versus like commercial work. And, yeah other things like that too but um we can hop into questions which would be oh yeah let's sick. do that um you want me to go first or you can go first yeah you can go first okay um so yeah so thank you guys for your responses and um for um we'll put it out on our instagram next time to see if you guys want us to use your username or not but just for this time we won't just in case i don't know yeah. you don't want us to put it so we'll, we'll we'll ask and see if you guys um uh want us to feature your username uh, on here as well um so my first question um that i got was what's what's your take on successfully branding yourself and being unique I feel like I've thought about this quite, like, quite a bit, 
like in the last couple years because it's been something where you know moving from like high school to like college life you're trying to find like who you are yeah right and you're trying to like separate yourself in a way or at least find a place where you fit in and feel like you can be someone Mm -hmm. you know and uh going into college like it can be like almost stressful like trying to like figure that out and you're like trying new things you're like trying photography you're trying videography maybe you're doing dance and things like that just to like try out and see what you like to do um and for me i think for me it was just like i had to go like very deep inwards to figure out like you know like what do i want to like what am i doing with this you know Mm -hmm. like like with branding and things like that like you're trying to convey an image like and uh almost like a business um but for like art and stuff you're taking time out of people's days to like grab their attention. Yeah. So like, I'm trying to convey just like, a, um, like almost just like a neutral gallery almost, but of like, they can understand who I am. So it's not like I'm like this natural, um, this nature photographer. Like I don't do like fine art and things like that. Um, which, I love that stuff as well, but mm. it's just not what I have on my profile right now and what my work, you know, how I am right now, how I'm feeling right now. It's just not geared towards that. So it's like, I just, you find like things you love to do mm-hmm. in my opinion, that things you love to do. And then you just showcase that. Um, and like you learn ways by like copying other people at first when you are first starting out yeah, and then you slowly start to, like build your own style that's you true. know you pick and choose of what you like you yeah know? and i'm sure you went through that a lot and you yeah. were like doing things with your username too and like, <laughs> yeah um like your logos and i remember like me creating my logo was just one like afternoon of like um i just want to have something that i can put you know on branding or like mm-hmm. photos that i want to watermark if i ever need to or for like um like if I'm doing like an art show or something and yeah. I can use that instead of like my image or something. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe you can comment on that. Like what you were doing in the past, like with branding or like trying to. Yeah. I think, yeah. What you said about branding where you're kind of like picking and choosing, like, like, if, like everyone has their own separate interests. on like, Oh, I, I really like what, like this artist is doing or like what this photographer is doing. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, Oh, like, let me see like what, what more work, I like from them and then like I kind of try to adapt that for my own style that's something that like you have to you have to try a lot on and you're like you're definitely gonna fail a lot of times I think um like trying and failing is like super crucial to like learning how to become a better artist in general Mm and also in finding your own style so a lot of things that I've like tried um like right now uh, because I, I used to I usually mainly shoot digital mm-hmm. and now I'm shooting mostly on film for in terms of like photography so like that's something I'm trying right now and like it's helping me find like my own style basically and, yeah um, of course like it's a huge risk like film's not definitely not cheap oh yeah sure so I'm, no, yeah, I'm like sure. spending a lot of money on doing that but it's something I'm willing to try and I think as like right now it's it's been br- pretty rewarding oh yeah 
I mean, yeah. I think film specifically, and you can talk about this, is yeah. like, it's such, it's, it takes more effort yeah. like, into like the planning process to oh, actually yeah. at some point take a picture. Yeah. So you have to be very conscious with your choices when it comes to actually taking the picture. Yeah. Like focusing on the edges of frames, the lighting, yeah. color. You know. And it's weird because like it's the complete opposite of like what we were talking about with a uh, like broadcast work. Oh, because yeah, with broadcast yeah. work, you're yeah. trying to get everything. Yeah. Um, but like with film, it's the complete reverse because you only have limited shots and like mm-hmm. you don't want to waste shots and like yeah, just the whole process of shooting. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool because that that is definitely a huge contrast. Yeah. Like because with broadcast and things like that, like if you miss something, then like like game over but yeah. like it's like film that's why i think there is that transition of like now with film work and you wanting to do that it's like now i'm gonna be very focused on what i create yeah. versus like i'm just gonna get everything yeah you know and it's like well you have to be because it's film and it being expensive yeah <laughs> you know at the end of the day you're spending like you know i'm you can probably go into like how much yeah like your film is to develop you know the chemicals as well the camera um so yeah um like honestly it depends which camera you're using because there's there's different formats of course mm-hmm. but like the one i mainly shoot on is uh this camera right here which is a mamiya rb67 and it's a one it shoots 120 film so with 120 film and this is a six by seven negative it's basically like a dollar a shot maybe even more depending on which film you're using. Oh, okay. So, like, if we're saying I'm using a Kodak Portra, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's basically a dollar, maybe dollar twenty per shot. Yeah. So, like, and that stuff adds up. And considering you only have 10 shots, um, yeah, just the whole process, because, like, loading a film, then you have to, um, f- like, do the, your manual focusing, having the, doing the light, light metering properly, and then, like, focusing on composure and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that all adds up. And it, it just it could get way more complicated like depending on which cameras you shoot but yeah like this camera it's it's pretty expensive <laughs> honestly like but it's super um rewarding and i feel like in terms of like the f- photography like experience like you're you become super involved in it yeah especially with like developing your own film mm-hmm. like once you have once you have the chemicals and everything like you're kind of like part of the entire process with that so you it's like it's scary that it's like oh it's all your like you could mess this, you can mess it up like yeah. super easily yeah, yeah, yeah or um or you could have like or you could do everything right and like you'll have amazing work that you yeah. you could be really satisfied about mm-hmm. I know with um a trip I I did recently with this camera like mm-hmm. I actually messed up like one of the settings and because of that I had like three blank rolls so I had, like thirty shots where there was nothing oh. yeah so I I messed up like big time in that and I was yeah. like yeah like I can't really blame anyone but myself in that but yeah like that's just part of like the learning experience yeah kind of. no yeah true and it's like it's it's one of those things that i think like i think it you know it's really important to like try these things with like high risk where yeah. you like can be put into a situation where you're going to fail because yeah. you can learn um you know you learn if when you go through that failure process you learn okay and you learn you can do two different things you can either 
stop doing it because yeah. you've gotten so tilted <laughs> of the experience. Yeah. <laughs> or you can take a step back and see what you did wrong and move on from that. Yeah. Right? And I mean, I feel like that the concept of tilt or just going past that, like, can be applied to anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've, you know, we talk about gaming a lot too. Yeah. Um, we play Valorant um, sometimes. Um, <laughs> I suck. <laughs> um, nah, but like, it's that, that, that concept of like taking like your failure and like learning from that and pushing yeah. past. And that's the only way I feel like we've both been able to move so quickly and learn so oh, yeah. quickly is just because, yeah. like, there's so many, like, photos or so many video projects that, like, just fall flat on their face. Yeah. And you're just like, I-, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I, you know, like, there's certain certain photo projects that, you know, I went through and did, and I'm like, I don't like any of this. Or I only like one out of, you know, 30 images I took, you know? Mm. So it's like, it's that kind of um, learning process that, you know, when when we want to grow quickly, or at least we want to grow, period, mm-hmm. we have to be okay with failing. Yeah. Like, for me, it's just like, I've learned at some point, like, tilting, just I won't learn anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, Valorant is teaching me <laughs> that. Like, I won't learn anything if oh, I just man. quit the game. Yeah. After I lose a competitive match, if I quit the game, I'll never learn. Yeah. Right? Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot to that and I'm sure like we can talk endlessly about, you know, the failures we have. Yeah. Um, I have, um, you can go ahead on one of your questions. Yeah. Um, this one is, I guess, um, it's definitely not as complex as the one we just did, but, uh, how do you plan your day trips? Um, cause I, I go on a lot of day trips usually. That's like the main thing I do. Mm-hmm. True. Um, so man, day trips. So a lot of the time it usually is just me hearing about a place or seeing it or, um, like with Google maps, what I usually do is like, if I know any cool spots, I always star it. Like yeah, if yeah, I see it from like anywhere, yeah, I pin it. it, save it. And then I see like, Oh, like where, what am I like? what's near me or like what's something i want to do yeah sure yeah and even like simplifying it um if i'm going with someone i usually ask like oh do you want to go to the mountains the coast the forest the city like something like that like really simplifies it and from there we can push forward to that Mm -hmm. um to where we want to go and like it's definitely just you're kind of like hearing from like word word of mouth or just anything that looks interesting to you like for day trips and i guess we could talk more about like moving past day trips to, like, just trips in general. Mm-hmm. Like, with trips, I know a lot of the time it's me just, like, yeah, me, like, definitely just hearing something or seeing something that's cool. Maybe it's online yeah, yeah. or, like, mm-hmm. in a magazine or anything, really. Mm-hmm. And just, like, kind of, like, just going there and, like, taking the risk of, like, oh, like, who knows, like, how this is going to turn out. Or it could, like, the weather could be bad. Or, yeah. Like, it could look not as cool as you thought yeah or so like yeah the, the weather plays a big factor on mm-hmm. that also like oh like oh i want to stay here till sunset like i don't know if it's gonna look like amazing but who like i'd rather just be there and figure out and i know we could talk about that with like our death valley trip true true but, like we I, like we had no idea 
about the salt flats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if any of these clips go in, I'm going to adjust this real quick. Um, but, like, yeah, we can talk about our Death Valley. Um, our Death Valley trip. Yeah. Um, see, the thing about these cameras is they're <laughs> running... There's a shooting time limit, and there's also a limited amount of battery time that I can have on this. Um, so, um, <laughs> we're just going to put this down. Um, but yeah, so the main thing is, is, is our audio here. So, yeah. um, but yeah, like our death Valley trip, like, I don't think we expected to no. see anything. Yeah. Like we were just like, let's just go to death Valley. Like you wanted to go there. I hadn't been there in a while and I was like, I'm down. Like, that's yeah. just, that's it. Like, I was like, usually the lower my expectations for the trip, <laughs> the more fun I have. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, you know, things could go wrong, but like, this is what I expected, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but like, I think that was the most insane sunset we had ever seen. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but on, do you have a picture from there up there? Yeah. I have a there? couple. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So on both of our Instagrams, we have pictures from death Valley um, and it's the one I know on mine, it's kind of purplish and then you can see some red, like right below that, but you can see like the mountains, um, in the background. And then you can see, um, our friend Andres was in there. So, yeah. I mean, we can probably have him on too, um, yeah. just chill and we can talk about some random stuff too. Yeah. But like, yeah, that was crazy. Cause like we didn't think about. Like, it was going to be wet there. We mm -hmm. were just like, there's a salt flats. I wonder what it looks like. Yeah. You know? And so it's one of those things where, like, if our expectations are super high, then, like, something could go wrong and it's going to, like, tilt us. Yeah. <laughs> but if we have low expectations, like, we expect things to go wrong. Yeah. You know? So I'm sure for you, too, like, there's, there's some times where we go out to a place. Yeah. And it's just nothing there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you kind of, like, accept accepting that like oh like some sometimes things just don't go the way that you want them to go yeah and like i think once you come to terms with that like that's a it's a big part in like yeah not getting tilted or uh, yeah. like not getting like oh like pissed off like oh i'm, I'm like missing all these shots or yeah whatever like i kind of just like accept like oh like that's just how it is sometimes i mm -hmm. mean i could always come back and, true yeah. exactly like i think this past weekend was funny because um i was like i told aaron like he was like, so what do you want to see? And I was like, honestly, what I want to see is some fog. Like, <laughs> like that's what I want to see. Yeah. And then we go, like, we went to, like, like, we were in SF for a bit. And then, like, <laughs> later on, we went up to, what was that park? Tamil Pius. Okay, Tamil so we went to Tamil Pius later in the day. But we were at, like, this other place where you can see, like, SF, right? You could see... Uh, oh, Mount, Mount Davidson? Was yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And so, like, we were like, oh, yeah, it would be so tight for this fog up there. And so, like, we went over there. Yeah. But, like, clear as day. Yeah. And it's, like, low-key too warm for SF, too. <laughs> so, we were like, this is not what we expected. But the thing is, is that, you know, like, I mean, it was, like, it was, it was still a time where we could hang out. I got to meet one of his friends. Yeah. Like, I got to get away from the heat, which, so I live in Fresno, and it's, like, now always 100. Like, <laughs> always, like, 90s, 100. Yeah. So, 
I like got to get away from that too. So like, that's, that's one of those things. Like I just enjoy being in the moment yeah, and just taking the best out of that situation because like, like you can't change it. Mm-hmm. You can't change like what's, what's going on. Um, so I don't know if you have any comments on that too. Um, I think I said about like, like the whole, like kind of like accepting that sometimes things don't work out and that's fine. Um, but yeah, going back to Death Valley, like I just remember hearing a let's see, like this is something I heard about, like, or I kind of like assumed it was a thing with the salt flats because I've all I've always seen pictures of Death Valley like in the springtime or mm-hmm. like summertime, where the salt flats are completely dried up, and like it looks cool with like all the textures that you get to see. But I've also seen like oh like there's a salt flats in in Utah the Bonneville one. Oh, true. And I've always seen like those salt flats are always always have water in them. And I was oh, like, yeah, considering yeah. like they're both salt flats, I'd assume like oh there Maybe. has to be like, there's, there's a very slight solution. chance. There's a slight chance that this yeah. could be insane. Yeah, because yeah, like with Death Valley, it's it's considered like the hottest place in the world. Mm-hmm. So like I was like oh like pro- I don't know if there'd be any water there. But when we were there, like I like I had no expectations for that and. I think that's it's just an, an, another interesting with death, interesting thing with Death Valley was like how there wasn't that many. I feel like there wasn't that many people there. Yeah, there wasn't because the, this was in like this late December, like in the winter time, and it was it was actually like freezing cold when we were there. Yeah, yeah. So I really had like no idea that it, that was gonna be there. Yeah, and then like to build off with like the sunset, that's just something that's just by chance, and yeah. like we didn't even know it was gonna happen. Of course we didn't. Um, but we kind of just stayed there because we wanted to stay, like, till blue hour. And yeah. And just stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, out of nowhere, we just started seeing all these colors coming in. And, like, we saw we people all, leaving. Yeah, people were leaving. And they started running there. back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, like, a couple, like, just takeaways from this is just low expectations. <laughs> but more, like, being okay with things going wrong. Yeah. So that it's not something you're stressed out about. And you are with friends, so it's like you get to go through it together. And it's like a memory in that way. Um, and I'm sure we can talk about other things that, you know, with trips and, you know, we have a lot of experiences. Um, but we have an entire podcast now that we can share <laughs> these things. So um, we'll keep moving. Yeah, you could do another question. And I'll do another question here. Um so this question is, what inspired my passion for film and photography and what do I enjoy most about it? Um, we kind of talked about that, huh? Yeah. Like earlier on. So yeah. reference the earlier part in this uh, podcast where I talked about, you know, just like how I grew up and how I started to enjoy it because my dad, uh, you know, would do like these home videos with us and things like that. And it just came out of just like enjoying that process of edit, uh, like shooting it and then yeah. editing it and seeing that later, the the end product. Um, but this question is very simple and it's cool because it's just what inspires me and what inspires us. Um, could be person, ideas, or fears. Um, for me, what inspires me, like, I think my number one is like. I don't know, like just my daily life mm-hmm. and then plus art I see on Instagram, like art can be anything. Like I'll see like a painting, I'll see like another photo, 
um, someone's video. Um, but lately it's been like, yeah, those, like even like those VFX artists too, like, oh, where yeah. they create like those renders and things like that. Like, I love seeing that. Um, and just seeing like, how could I put that into like video or how could mm. I transform that into video or something like that? Um, but yeah, I think on the like, more like subconscious side, like fears, that actually inspires me a lot when it comes to like what I create into films yeah. and things like that. Because it hits me at such a deep level that like it just, I'm able to like pull out ideas really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, like I remember like <clears throat> I had to create a film for um, an application um, for, for university. And so they asked me, like, you know, create, like, this two-minute um, film about... It was just, like, a two-minute film. Like, yeah. I think it was just... That, that was the only, like, like parameter. And, like, I remember, like, recently I had an argument uh, with a family member. And, like, that relationship of, like, um, falling apart, like, drove me to create this film. Because mm -hmm. it was so easy for me to now create something that, like, I felt. And, like, we were also on a crunch time, so I had to, like, get it done. Yeah. So I was like, all right, so these are the things I'm feeling. How would, I, how would I react in this scenario? Yeah. Right? And so I'm able to easily, like, act through these things because I know, like, oh, I would do this. Like, I totally would feel this. <clears throat> and so, like, creating the shots and things like that was, like, quick. And easy. Yeah. So we lost our main camera. That is okay, because <laughs> this is a podcast and not a um, not a uh, what did, I don't know, like a show. This is not a uh, hot ones. So, um, maybe we can have food on here one of these times. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that I feel like that's a really good question because like that does drive me a lot. Mm -hmm. Like fears, like maybe fear of like, I mean that's a lot of people. Like, I see so many films out there, like, on YouTube, like, about, like, anxiety and depression and things like that because it's something that's so, like, ingrained within them yeah. that it's easy for them to create something like that, you know? That's true. Um, I don't know if you have experience with, like, photography and things like that when it comes to, like, what inspires you with that. I think definitely, um, like, looking at different mediums of art is, like, super huge in, like, kind of, like, figuring out, like, of finding new inspirations instead of just like looking at oh like what are these photographers shooting like why don't you try looking at like what a famous painter did back then mm. i know like this is super um this is kind of obvious for the film photographer community but a lot of them look at like edward hopper art mm. as a form to like um when they're shooting like still life photography like that's um and he's a he's a painter and um like something like that always works or even and this is something that i've and i've talked to other people about this with um with photography or like kind of like any art is the idea of burning out and how burning out kind of it could almost like limit you in a lot of things you do because at, at that point you just you're kind of like oh like I'm, I'm out of ideas like i don't know what else to make yeah and i think when it comes to that it's definitely just like trying a different art form maybe something you've never done like, um, I know, like, oh, if, um, like, something I did when I was kind of, like, getting burnt out with, like, photography was I started playing, like, the piano again or, like, started getting more into music and mm -hmm. film. Yeah. Like, movies. Yeah. 
And then after that, I got like a whole bunch of more ideas from that. And then that's what kind of brought me back into, which is now what I'm now doing is shooting film photography instead of just mm. like just digital work. Yeah, yeah. So that gave me like a whole new like set of ideas I could like work from. Yeah, no, yeah. that's I, that's super real. Like burnout. Yeah. And then finding ways to pull yourself out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think for me, like this whole quarantine thing, like, like. I bet I think that was one of your questions. Yeah. It's like, you know, how do we stay like inspired and motivated during quarantine? But it was like when like before quarantine started, like I was like running around busy. I'd work like left and right and I was like doing a lot of things that, you know, weren't giving me like fulfillment, but I was also but I was doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like something that like I was able to dive in creatively and really focus on something. So, like, this quarantine made me just slow down, like, yeah. completely, and I stopped, like, what I was doing. I didn't have, like, client work and things like that, but, you know, um, blessed to, like, live at home and things like that. So, I was able to just, like, dive into things that I wasn't able to do before that, mm-hmm. which was, like, you know, playing my uke again, or, like, watching movies that I didn't get to watch before, um, you know, that... Plus, like, uh, listening to more artists um, on Spotify, um, connecting with people and things like that, and learning more about, you know, just people. And I think that just, like, what you talked about is just, like, so, like, that makes so much sense. And it's, like, that's so real. Like, we need that, that, like, reset to, like, try new things that then re-inspire us to do different things in our main, like, art form. Um, And those give us, like almost like con- context and to build yeah. to do more unique things um like i know that there's like a lot of artists who like will combine mediums almost mm-hmm. and like they'll do like you know they'll do like photography and like painting almost and they'll have like like um they'll use like paint strokes on top of imagery yeah or they'll do like they'll paint certain parts of the image things like that so i don't know it's just it's very cool that these these mediums can work together and then re-inspire us to do like yeah different kinds of art um but yeah i don't know i i love uh i love photography and videography for that because they can go together and also just you know they can expand outwards yeah too okay yeah and yeah that that honestly links up to like the the next question um yeah how is um the corn how has the pandemic really impacted your your work and vision of life yeah and you kind of spoke on that um i think for me it kind of just like made me realize like there's a lot of things that we would do like completely normally like back then that's like oh you you overlook it completely Mm -hmm. that like now that you can't do any of it like that's something that was so like valuable that you just never realized that you you really had like you were able to do that yeah no yeah for sure yeah and it was like hmm. yeah i mean the quarantine i know a lot of people struggled through it um and they're struggling through it and there's some things that are just like tragic that has happened yeah um because of it um but speaking on the aspect of like 
people that are healthy and artists and things like that, like, I feel like it has been a blessing to slow down and really just try new things yeah. and really like focus on our art and see where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, as I was saying before, like I was just moving, moving, moving. And now I was able to just like chill out and like try new things. Um, because yeah, there was just too much going on and like, I just burnt out. Like yeah. I had, I didn't have, I didn't have time to, do new ideas you know i was just working going to school um so hopefully when i get into a place of now i can you know create more and do more things like Mm -hmm. i'll be satisfied with the work that i'm able to produce because i have a lot of great ideas i'm sure we both do and we're ready to like just keep keep working because i mean it's it's what we love to do and it's just like so easy to like now do it because it's like um we've given time to take a step back and then now we're ready to like go back into it with like fresh eyes yeah almost um but i don't know maybe we can i don't know we this this being the first podcast like yeah we can see um like how long we want to do these i don't know yeah um i think we're like going on like 40 minutes right now but uh, I'm I'm fine to keep going if you want if you have any more questions. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, and these are you know just for you guys to like really like connect with us as well as here just kind of like um, our take on like being young creatives and yeah being also in school too. So um, let's see. What what's my most difficult shoot story (laughs) okay so okay so this was a, a narrative project that i was working on for school and i remember it was so cold outside when we were trying to shoot and do the scene like everyone was like messed up like i gave my jacket to like the actors and actress (laughs) like I brought blankets from the car and like I remember like things just weren't going right like I think we could have planned better obviously but like um I remember one like tipping point was like I was packing up my gear and I remember like dropping my battery and we were on this like um this bridge almost and, like, I remember, like, dropping my battery and then not seeing where it went. Uh-huh. And then I looked in my bag and I was just thinking, like, dang, did I just drop it off the side of the bridge? Yeah. And at that point, I was just like, okay, like, things are just going so wrong right now. <laughs> and I just can't even, like, hold the things in my hand right now. Yeah. And so I just had to, like, stop and just, like, quiet my mind for a second and just, like, think about like okay if i tilt right now everyone else is gonna tilt. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. there's like five people like because i was directing and things like that so if i tilt right now like it's over like everyone's just gonna be like down morale's gonna be out so you know like i think that's something that really helped me is just like comedy and being there for people and yeah. trying to be like more outwardly focused and serving and stuff allows everyone to stay happy yeah like on set and stuff and so like just looking out for like what do you need what do you need and like because when you're on a small production it's like you need to like wear a 
couple hats. Like you have to be director, you have to kind of like be production assistant and you have mm-hmm. to do a couple other things. Um, and especially with level of experience too, certain people don't do certain things. Yeah. It's like you kind of have to just be able to roll with the punches really yeah. well. And so that was one of those experiences of like, dang, like we're all hungry, we're cold, <laughs> we want to get this over with. We've already been here for a couple hours and it was also yeah. stressful because like the deadline was coming up um, for school and things like that. So it was like, it was just like a culmination of things that could have been the perfect storm. But like me just being able to chill out and just take a step back knowing that if I tilt right now, everyone's going to be tilted. Yeah. And so it's going to suck. And, like, it's going to be hard to get that momentum back. So I think that was one of my worst. Or, like, yeah, like, scary shoot stories. Like, uh, like it it wasn't going well. Um, I guess the question was most difficult, but I think that's most difficult. It's, like, when when it's not going smoothly. Mm -hmm. Um, Most times it's not going to go perfectly smooth. But that was, like, really bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you have most difficult. I feel... I feel like with a lot of my, the stuff I do, since, um, besides, like, more recent work I've done, a lot of things I, I was doing was, like, I never really had any deadlines, like, I was doing it more for myself, like, I wasn't, um, yeah, like, I didn't have to worry about that, which is, like, completely, I understand it must be, like, really hard to, like, try to get things done before a certain time, mm-hmm. um, but, like, for me, I feel like a lot of it would be, like, in regards to, like, going to like certain locations and like it's just difficult in terms of like oh like like how are we gonna get there um i know the the thing i had in mind was a trip i did to yosemite last year that was with um one of my other friends and it was something at like 8 p.m i was just like oh like i want to go somewhere like i just want to go somewhere yeah yeah. Yeah, like one of those things like super spontaneous and i asked um my friend rylan who He's also the, he's the reason why I want to do a podcast, by the way, since I've been on his podcast. Nice. So yeah, nice. shout out to uh, Jackie's house podcast for this. Um, but yeah, I asked him like 8 PM, like, Oh, do you want to go on like a trip, like a really big day trip to like Yosemite? And then he was actually down and yeah. And like by like midnight, we were on our way and that's like a four hour drive from where we're at. So, like, just that whole process of, like, doing something spontaneous for me is, like, it's something I love doing, but it's also, like, really difficult to get get planned, um, like, trying to do things, like, super fast-paced like that. Yeah. And the, like, in terms of, like, shooting, um, like, this is, like, I've never really shot astrophotography, mm-hmm. so that's something I wanted to do when I was there, because it was, like, a perfect condition, like, new moon and everything. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get, like, the star trails of, like, the stars moving and everything. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, like, trying to shoot that is so hard, though, because you're doing, like, you have to nail your focus right and, mm-hmm. like, gain the exposure and everything. And then, yeah, like, you're leaving your camera on for, like, an hour and, like, even more yeah. just to get the star trail. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So we were doing that in Yosemite, and it was freezing cold, too. Like, because oh. this was, like, april-ish um april may so and we were like really high off yeah from like earlier on yeah Yeah, and it was like yeah it was like like four or five a.m and like there was there's other people there but we were like and we were like super underprepared because people had like 
people were all like layered up mm-hmm. and we just we just had like nothing really yeah and we were like running on like no sleep too jeez yeah um yeah and like d- doing that whole like shoot experience like it's something i never did and even though like i don't think i ever like ended up posting that work that i i made in yosemite like that the astro work in particular but that's it was something like it was an experience that was like it was both hard but it was really satisfying yeah and like yeah and that's going back to like the other things we talked about like oh like sometimes things doesn't work out but like still like i was there with a close friend that i haven't really talked to much since high school so we got to like reconnect and everything yeah so it wasn't just like just for the photos and everything like, and it wasn't it was, for waste like you didn't like yeah oh just because you don't post doesn't mean you're not working on things yeah that's true like, just because you're not you know you know maybe completing work too it's like it's not like you didn't learn something from that experience yeah um that will help you when you start doing these full-on projects um which i think is so important because there's so many things that we can get like discouraged with being artists like we can get tilted yeah um and if you don't know what tilt is (laughs) figure it out because (laughs) you're behind and you're not on the internet enough um or you don't play games um there is that (laughs) but um yeah like there's so many things like with like comparing ourselves to other artists or like that's a huge one for me um that i've had to really like stop myself like i've unfollowed like a lot of photographers a lot of videographers that just like like put me in a position of like why am i not there or why don't i have that you know so i had to like just like distance myself from that um and like focus on like what's more important um which is like family life and you know working on skills that i can use to move forward but like there's that um what's some other ones like um but yeah seeing like how lucrative certain um jobs are like i know certain people like they're like oh i want to be an influencer i want to do like um brand uh you know brand collaborations with photography and things like that which i'm not saying is bad in any way but for me it's just like when you're not there it's like it seems so tantalizing to be like traveling the world and Mm -hmm. things like that um and getting paid to do it but like not having being in that position to do it kind of sucks yeah and so like yeah like if we get on that road of like uh discouragement slash tilt yeah like we'll never grow we'll never get past that yeah um yeah so I don't know if there's anything else you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we could do probably one more question if you have another one or I could do um, mine. Yeah, you can go yeah. So this one's asking, what do you think is the role of the arts within social justice movements? And um, personally for me, I think for artists, and I feel like this is something in that everyone has in general is you yeah. you have a unique perspective yeah that no one else has yeah and through with artists you're able to express that through your own art with, yeah. whether it's like drawing or photography videography yeah like you have this um you have this story that you can tell that no one else can yeah and that's something that's it could be powerful in the ways that um yeah in the ways you like you do it just like mm-hmm. 
influencing and sharing your own ideas to everyone yeah yeah um for me like i know this is a tough question because going on with everything that's going on right now yeah um but i know for me like um a recent experience was like you know i'm debating with like what is my like involvement in this whole like black lives matter stuff um Mm -hmm. because me not being um black or really having a lot of experience with like um that community yeah um you know being going to a school that is um that does have a larger black community um did help me though that was something that i was like able to relate more with and like be able to be um uh, more empathetic and sympathetic about um but i think when it came down to just like you know like with me with some other things like you know, being, like, Christian and being other things like that as well is, like, period. I'm just, like, I'm human and I care about people. Yeah. So through my art that I've been, you know, the skills that we've, like, built up, like, I want to be able to be there Yeah. for people with, like, the gifts that I've been given, you know? So, like, um, you know, I went out to, like, the protests and things like that and I, like, took pictures and you know i'm not using them for like gain in any way like i don't want that to be like putting it like i don't want like to get value off of that Mm -hmm. like that's not it's not my time to be doing that yeah so i just sent them all the pictures off to the organizers and so they can use it for whatever they want you know and so i think the role of like artists and things like that is just to especially in these times is just to use your gifts to help those in need. Yeah. And like, like, however that may be. Yeah. Like you're kind of like empowering other people. Yeah. Through, through your own art. Yeah. I think which is, yeah. yeah. Because we've been given something Mm -hmm. we've been at least given the opportunity to do well in like, uh, with certain art forms, photography, videography, painting things. I know people sell art and things like that to support, um, those organizations and things like that. Um, but yeah, I just always keeping your eyes open when it comes to like those organizations. Cause you don't know who's organizing what yeah. money's going where, but I think just simply like the role of artists for social justice is just to empower and support yeah, people that true. are feeling a certain way, That's true. you know, and whether it's, this may be a hot take and I might get flagged, but like, you know, whether it's valid or not, like whether their struggle, certain people's struggle is valid or not, like if they're feeling a certain way, we should still be there for them. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's valid or not, like yeah. because they're feeling pain in yeah. some way. Um, and I'm not talking about any scenario in specific, but like just that aspect of being there for someone with mm-hmm. the art that we have, like we can be there to support them and empower them. Yeah. So... I know that's that's a pretty tough question, but that's yeah. just, I think, how yeah, I feel about that. That's true. And this applies to, like, like really, like, bigger artists, too, or, like, people with big followings. Like, mm-hmm. you have a platform that, like, you're able to... And that's what I was talking about when I, when I say, like, oh, like, you're able to provide a unique perspective. Like, mm-hmm. through that, through your platform, you're able to share stories and empower other people, as we said. Mm-hmm. Um, and sharing their own stories and their experiences yeah and anything from that like that that will always i think that always like has 
like influence mm-hmm. in some way yeah yeah and it's tough because like there's i think also the aspect of like those people like celebrities too mm-hmm. like doing wrong with yeah. what they have to like not um spreading good information yeah um but also like you know i think just having a large following you do have you just have so much influence yeah. to be able to do something um good with that um and you know just like as artists we can tend to have a larger following because mm-hmm. we've we post on social media fairly consistently yeah and so that is i would say the role of that you know being able to support people um and just be be a place where people can converse maybe mm-hmm. too and um you know be at a safe place yeah. as well um but yeah i've taken a, a more neutral stance i'd say with a lot of the things that um i've been doing um but that's not to say that there can't be more things to be done like yeah. on the forefront and like just because I don't post about it doesn't mean I'm not doing things. That's as well. true. Yeah. Like I think people like drag people over the coals for not like posting about stuff they're doing. Yeah. But like, I think it being free speech, free, a free country, free speech, like just, you know, do what you think is right. Yeah. And you know, you can tell people, um, they should, you know, I yeah. think this is a cause. This is why I think you should support it. Yeah. And that's the end of it. You know, like we can't, force people to do things that's true but like you know if we do have a following it's something that we should encourage people Mm -hmm. to do you know yeah and so if people aren't posting about it like i know there's certain things i didn't post a lot about like it's not a big deal yeah you can give where you can give and i think um it can be overwhelming for a lot of people too yeah that's true um i know this is and this could go on to like not just um like, the movements that are happening now, but just in general, like, the idea of, like, oh, like, sharing on social media versus, like, choosing not to. Yeah. Like, that kind of, like, plays a role into, like, Mm -hmm. how people, like, perceive you or, like, what people think you're, like, you're kind of doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I know, um, and this kind of, like, moving, um, I think we could, I think we spoke enough about, like, the whole movements Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, But if we're, like, talking past that, just... um, yeah, like, with sharing sharing online, I know a lot of people always talk to me, like, oh, like, you you always go into, like, all these places, like, how do you find time to do it? And mm-hmm. a lot of the time, like, yeah, I do want to share, like, the things I'm doing, but, like, the rest of the time, it's, like, me just, like, editing at work, or, yeah. like, just, I'm just, like, staying chilling in, like, I'm, I'm chilling, or... yeah, or, like, yeah, 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 I'm just playing games, like, I'm not doing, like, much mm-hmm. of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, like, I choose to share certain things while I'm, like, um, I'm keeping, like, other things private. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of, like, the, the kind of, like, the issue I'm having with, like, Instagram. I'm sure you could say something about this of, like, choosing what to share and what not to. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, because, like, for me, like, I, I mean, I'm sure some of you guys who do listen to this, if you get this far into the podcast, which <laughs> I don't blame you if you don't listen all the way through, because, I mean, there's certain things that are important. There's certain yeah. things that, you know you care less about but um no like there's certain things like lately like i've been posting that much yeah which isn't to say that i'm not doing work which i have been which you guys just don't know about it's just (laughs) 
it's just not something that I want to put on that profile just because I don't care to, you know, it's not, it does you don't have to do things. Yeah. And I think people can get into this, like, um, because we're told by a lot of these like people, like you have to, like you have to post consistently if you want clout or you want this and that, but like, it's just, it's just an app on our phone that allows us to post pixels onto a page right like it's not like the end of the world if you're not posting consistently yeah like just live your life and like find fulfillment where you can you know and whether that is posting consistently or showing people this daily like that's on you like you can do that kind of schedule but like i think people can get discouraged by people who post a lot and being like oh like why aren't i posting yeah you know but like this time where we get to stop and take a thing, like that's true. take a step back, mm-hmm. like that's valuable time. Like we're able to like reset and like move forward. Yeah. Like I was saying before, like it's all like connected, <laughs> you know? Um, Cause like, yeah, like I sometimes there's like a period of gap. There's a, like a gap in my feed sometimes where it'll be like six months to a year yeah. where I don't even post. And it's like, not to say that I'm not doing work, but I'm just, either doing other things at the time or I'm planning for trips later on mm-hmm. um, that I can take or shoots later on um, writing scripts or, you know, planning out cinematography um, for those projects. So it's not to say we're not working, yeah. but we're just working or planning on other things yeah. at the moment. I think um, going like what you mentioned, um, I think when I think about that, I always think about like, Oh, like these like, um like really big like accounts of like travel influencers where they're always posting like like their trips and everything Mm -hmm. and like it kind of sucks that you you always feel like oh like why am i not doing that yeah yeah and i think that that could kind of like eat you up if you're feeling that like um kind of like i'm not sure if jealousy would be the right word but like you kind of just feel more down about things because you're like i wish that like I could, that yeah, could yeah, be yeah. me like doing yeah, those yeah, trips. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think especially right now, cause like no one's traveling outside, um, mm-hmm. right. Now, like really yeah. that it gives you like, you, you could definitely take a step back and I'm sure like people who follow like these big accounts, like they could kind of like see that, like they're not always traveling and like, mm-hmm. that's just what, like, that's just what they're choosing to share. Yeah. And that's completely valid. And mm-hmm. yeah. And the, usually some things too, like if you, uh, being like creators ourselves, we understand like we can create like, um, I know I don't do this and maybe you don't do this, but mm-hmm. I know some people like they'll create like a posting schedule and they'll just like lay out like a bunch of posts that they're ready to post. Yeah. And they'll just release them like once a day or every other day. And it can seem like there's, different places like yeah, all the time yeah. <laughs> but they're really not yeah like, they just they yeah. go on maybe a couple of trips a year and then they release a post from this day and then they jump to this day and then they go back to this day and so they're just like um they're wearing different outfits you know so it can seem like they're all everywhere all the time yeah but we just need to learn to just like if we want to grow as creatives we just need to focus on where we're at yeah and move from there Um, and if we do want that kind of lifestyle it's not like oh we can't get tilted by that and see that they're there and we're not like that's just that's it like we're we're not there and we're here we just have to see okay if that's where i want to be 
I need to make small steps to get there at some point. That's true. You know, and not be like, oh, I need to take two large steps to get there, but take 10 small steps to get there, Mm -hmm. you know? So it can feel hard, but yeah, you know, that's just what it is. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, I think we, I think we hit a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, for a, for a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For like a pilot kind of thing. Um, Um, I guess this is, Probably, like, the last thing that we could talk about is, and people always ask me this, they're like, oh, why is it called Studio 16? Oh. Like, they, they, people always ask me. Studio 16? Uh, <laughs> oh, um, man. I mean, if you, Okay, you, so. You share. <laughs> Studio 16, um, like, if you look at our logo, it's, like, S apostrophe 16. So, it's almost like it's the... S is like the end of studio, but if studio's written out, the apostrophe's still there. Mm-hmm. So it's 2016, studio almost 2016. Yeah. Because that was the year that me and Aaron met at a camp in high school. <laughs> so for band. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. band. So all you band nerds out there, like this is uh this is where we've now transitioned um <laughs> all the drum majors yeah yeah, yeah. So we, were, we were both drum majors and you know we do like conducting and he did uh spinning yeah um and he was definitely much better than me at it um but like it was just cool because like it was surprising like we clicked pretty much instantly yeah and we were all hanging out like i remember there's a lot of people there but, like, we were chatting about, like, photography and things like that. Yeah, and that was when I was just, like, getting into it. Like, yeah. I was barely into yeah, it at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, and, like, I remember just, like, a couple months or, like, years later. Yeah. You're just, like, oh, trying to send it, like. Yeah. Was this the first trip was Sequoia, right? Yeah, Sequoia. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> Mans drives all the way to Fresno, and we go out to Sequoia National Park and yeah. just, like, did, like, a shoot. Um, I, like like 3 p.m yeah it was like super so like, we, we started pretty, late yeah but, we arrived at sunset too yeah and I, that sunset was really nice i remember that yeah. yeah yeah no yeah and it was just like um it was cool just at least this that name is like a namesake for yeah like us being able to get to know each other and work together and like projects and stuff so that was like the year that we met and then now we can use this as like a creative platform for mm-hmm. like new artists to come on yeah showcase their work um and also just update you guys with the things that we're working on and growing yeah. growing in right um so yeah so thanks you guys for listening i know that um we'll probably get better at this yeah we're definitely gonna um, have um we're gonna definitely try and get some guests on oh, i know yeah, we have sure. some people in mind um if you want to be a part of the podcast, yeah. feel free to hit us up too. Um, shoot us a DM on Instagram. Yep. Um, um, but yeah, like, I, I think, uh, yeah, we're excited to keep doing these. Um, and we'll be doing these separately for, yeah. like, for a little while. And sometimes we'll be together. But yeah. Um, for this first one, we, we're, yeah. uh, we're here. So we can do it together. But um, yeah, I'll do it from Fresno. He'll do it from his home here. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we just want to keep doing these and uh, be able to update you guys. Yep. I think that's it. (laughs) Sweet. All right. See you guys. See ya. (laughs) Bye.